All episodes of It's Great Business reflect the views and opinions of Intracoastal Marketing and Strategy Group and its guests and do not reflect the official policy or guidance of employers or government entities. You're listening to It's Great Business, sponsored by Intracoastal Marketing and Strategy Group, where great business equals great people. Welcome to another episode of It's Great Business, and I'm Janice Berg-Levy. Today we have with me Mike Kelly. Mike is an executive coach, a consultant, a financial planner, and also a board director. He is managing partner of Right Path Enterprises, where he helps clients improve their ability to lead themselves and others. Mike's also the founder and principal of Kelly Financial Planning, where he helps clients clarify their goals and make much more informed life and financial decisions, which I think is going to be really interesting for many of us. In addition, as though that wasn't keeping him busy enough, he is also the author of the book, Leader Fluence, Secrets of Leadership Essential to Effectively Leading Yourself and Positively Influencing Others. Wow. I I mean, just... I'm. So happy to have you, but just writing the book alone, I know people that have done it, that's a full-time job. So welcome, Mike. I am so excited to have you on It's Great Business. Thank you very much, Janice. It's great to be with you. Thank you for having me. I look forward to our time together today. Great, great. So, you know, I always like to start out with a little bio because it just helps people have some context, but the reality is we want to hear from you. So, Let's get right into it. Tell me, you know, what do you really believe your purpose is? What are you passionate about? Who is Mike Kelly? Yes, Mike Kelly is a guy who is really, really passionate about helping people achieve their God-given potential, helping people understand what they are created to do and be, and also equipping them to be able to help other people. At the end of the day, my life, my purpose, my life really is about making a difference in the lives of other people, starting with my family and others that I get the opportunity to lead and serve. Nice, nice. So tell me a little bit about your personal journey, your career journey. How did you get to this place that you're in right now? Yes, I I started in Shira, South Carolina, a very small town. It's the home of Dizzy Gillespie, actually, in South Carolina. And I was the oldest of four children. My mother and father were pulled out of school to pick cotton. They never finished high school. Uh, I was a young man who was really very curious. And my mother, she was someone who had a vision. My dad did as well, but my mom really had a vision. She wanted me to be a strong reader and she wanted me to be great at math. So thus the financial planning business, certainly, and the uh, life coaching business, executive coaching business in some ways. But I ended up Going to high school, I was a pretty good basketball player. From that, I got an opportunity to go to college on a full basketball scholarship. I attended Mars Hill University in North Carolina. I'm actually finishing up right now my second year as chair of the board there. I've been on the board eight years, and I'll take a year off. But I went on, got a business degree. From there, I ended up getting another degree, uh, master's in business. I worked for Michelin, big brands, and Macy's. And with both of those companies combined, I got experience in marketing, sales, finance, HR. I did some international project management work while I was with Michelin. And really the world opened up to me. During that time, I realized that very few people 
had a clear understanding of what mattered most to them. I also realized that very few people had a clearer understanding of how to lead themselves. I found that much of the training that I received in school and also in business was really focused on leading other people. Rarely did I get any training on how to best lead myself. And until I hit a wall, I didn't understand the power that was inherent in learning to lead yourself well. Once I hit a wall when I was in corporate America with Michelin, I won't go through that whole story, but there was a lot of pain associated with that. Gaining 30 pounds, wasn't a very good boss, wasn't a very good husband, but I worked all the time. Work was really the area I focused on. After realizing that that was not all of life and getting cleared around my purpose and changing things, using my calendar in a different way, it opened my life up and I really achieved more than I could ever have imagined. And it led me to this point where I now have the opportunity to share some of my learnings with other people that I get the wow. opportunity to serve. I want to, there's so much richness here. I want to, I want to step back for a second and I want, you know, it's always interesting to hear about people's background and um, the basketball. That's really interesting. So <laughs> tell me more about that because as you know, I, I teach uh, a marketing class. I also um, support the Boys and Girls Club. And we always talk about sports being so important, like yeah. the community college, uh, with the club and other organizations. So tell me about the, the basketball piece of it. I'm, I'm intrigued by that. What did you do? What were you doing it in elementary, high school? How did that all happen? Well, it happened. I watched basketball when we got a TV television set. Actually, before that, I would listen to basketball games on the radio. And how I became infatuated with basketball, I cannot remember, but I just knew when I first was exposed to it, I fell in love with basketball. So I would listen to it on the radio. We got a television set. I'd start watching it on TV. And I remember being young enough at a point where I wanted to start doing things to become a basketball player. And I didn't know what that meant. So I get, I'd go to the dirt basketball courts and we didn't have we didn't have any paved courts or, or gyms that we could access at the time and i'd go and i just start playing i'd play around if there was a trash can around i'd shoot in the trash can i remember getting a basketball court in our town so they paved the court they put up like six eight basketball goes and i would go down and i'd watch the older guys play and i would mirror what i saw the older guys doing and I remember one day going, I had an opportunity to try out for the basketball team at school. And I think I might've been in elementary school. Well, I went, I thought I was good. I thought I was going to make it. I got cut and I was devastated. I was devastated. I thought, why didn't I make it? Well, I realized I need to do something about that. So I went to the library and checked out a book. I read the book cover to cover a few times. And I started to practice everything that was in the book. I'd go to the courts. I'd practice when the big guys weren't, older guys weren't playing. And over time, I got better. So I'd go to the court, and I'd ask the guys to let me play. Ultimately, they let me play. And I, over time, became one of the best guys on the court. And I ended up going out or trying out for my junior high basketball team, and I made it with no question. And that led to ultimately being a, quote, unquote, the star player in high school. And that led to a college scholarship. And when I graduated from college, I was the fifth leading scorer in the school's history. And it just turned into a wonderful experience for me. But I think back to getting cut and not just giving up, but going to the library, getting a book. We could afford to send, my parents couldn't afford to send me to camps or anything. But by reading 
taking the initiative, practicing, being disciplined. Over time, I became a decent player and it led to me having the opportunity to play in college. Oh my gosh. I, I, I love this story. I, I, I have a chill when, when, when something is so powerful like that. And I think that it's a very great example. We talk about the, the premise of this program, which is around career and the whole idea of you can't give up, right? Sometimes when you get cut or, you know, when you don't get chosen for the job, do you walk away or do you try to figure out what it was that, you know, you didn't have or what didn't you do so that you can continually improve and ultimately have that end goal? I, I just I thank you for sharing that. And I think that's really important for anyone uh, in their career journey or in life. So beautiful story. And the fact that it just took a community to put one basketball court in that made a huge difference. So anyone that's involved with a nonprofit and think, oh, does my dollar matter? Look for those organizations and opportunities. That's my little plug to give back because it does, wow. it does matter. Right. Right. That, that is so true. That is so true, Janice. And I, and I think about something else that I did not mention, and it aligns with what you're saying. Before I got my driver's license, we walked everywhere, my family and I did. So I, I was the first in my family to get driver's license. We get our, I got my driver's license. My dad bought an old station wagon. Ultimately, my mom got her driver's license, and I drove my family around until my mom got her license. But anyway, I understood what it meant to not have transportation. Ironically, now I get to sit on the board of an organization in Cincinnati called Changing Gears, and what we do is we help people who are in poverty get transportation so they can work themselves out of poverty. I can empathize with the people that we serve because I lived it. And it does matter when it comes to organizations that are looking to do good work, that are trying to do good work, find a ways to support that work. Organizations that we that we can identify with and, and get behind. I think it's so important to choose them and, and give you of your time and your resources to help Beautiful. other people. Beautiful. I love it. I love it. So, so, okay. So how do you define success? So we look at your rich career, your amazing life up to this point. How do you define success? Thank you for that question, because it's a question that we don't often consciously think about. And we don't often ask others. Success for me is really becoming all God designed me to be and helping others do the same. That is success for me. Prior to coming to that definition, I had inherently taken on this definition of the five P's, pleasure, prosperity, power, prestige, and position. That's something that a guy named Ron Jensen out of California, he actually uh, described it as. And it led to me hitting the wall. So over time, as I got a clearer picture of who I am and, and really what I'm about and what matters most to me, I redefined success for myself consciously. And it has become becoming all God designed me to be and helping others do the same. Wow. Yeah. I think a lot of people are now going to be very curious about how do you get to that? Because clearly your vision of success has changed. And I think that so many of us have gone through this. I don't know. It's just, you're an automatic pilot. Yeah. And especially if you have a family, um, you have financial obligations, you go into this autopilot of, you know, you, you know, you, <laughs> You got to, you know, make, I call it make the donuts, right? You just, every day you go in and you have to make the donuts, right? And so you never think about, well, do people really care that I'm making the donuts? 
I get the money to, you know, do what I want to do, but like, doesn't really matter, you know, because you don't, you lose sight of that meaning. So yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get more into like, how do you get to that, the essence of that? So from your perspective, is there anything you would have done differently in your own life's journey now that you look back? I would have defined success for myself earlier. I would have created a personal mission statement for myself aligned with my uh, purpose earlier, but I did not know. I, I shared a little bit about my background. I grew up with a wonderful family, my mother, father, two brothers and a sister, had a great life. We didn't have a lot of resources. But we had love in our home and, and we were encouraged. But my parents only knew what they knew. The people in my community, poor black kid growing up in South Carolina, you only knew what you knew. So there's a level of conditioning that comes with that. And we all have it, regardless of what we have or don't have. But when you don't know, you don't know. But if you are someone who's a student, you're willing to learn. And as you learn, you're willing to take those steps and change, then great things can happen. So for me, I wish that I'd hit the wall earlier in my life, actually, because hitting the wall in my early 30s allowed me then to get serious and really think about what this short journey, and we all know how short it is, called life, really meant for me at that time. And it just changed my whole perspective on life. And that's what I was, would have done. I've always been a reader, and I've and I also found that reading as a young kid, as a young adult, helped me start to think about some of these things more seriously. And also I began to share some of those things with others. But I would, I would actually turn and give you a compliment on, on, you know, the fact that you just said you didn't have a mission. Maybe you didn't write it down, but just listening to your story, I think you had a mission and that was to lift yourself out of poverty, out of the challenges out of, you know, looking at what your parents had. And of course, every parent wants their children to have more than they had and do better than they had. So you you did have them pushing you forward without me even knowing them, um, um, you know, that that was there. But I do think you, you had something. Now, the question is, was it as prescribed as maybe it should be and the guidance that you provide? No, and I think, that's part of it. So that's part of the challenge is for those that are listening, think about it. Do you have, you know, an unwritten mission that maybe needs revision and maybe you want to write it down, right? How's that? <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And, it, and it's, I'm glad you mentioned the mission and writing it down and even thinking about a mission statement. I get the opportunity to speak quite a bit. And what I'm finding is that very few people have mission statements or they're conscious of their mission statements. I find that it's about 3% of hands will go up. When I ask the question, how many of your companies have a mission statement? Every hand in the room will go up. Uh, then I ask the question, how many of you have a personal mission statement? And it's consistently about 3% of people will say, I have a mission statement that I'm conscious of or that I've written down. It's an important exercise especially when it comes to leading ourselves in a way that allows us to, to lead other people well. There's a guy, his name's Jim Rohn, and he passed away. You probably heard of him a few years ago, but he has a quote that goes, um, work harder on yourself than you do on your job. If you work harder on your job, you'll make a living. If you work harder on yourself, you'll make a fortune. And a fortune is not necessarily money. That can be joy and peace of mind. So mission, in my opinion, is really powerful and important. It's a great uh, component of our ability to lead ourselves well. 
and hard to do. Even if you've done a business one, we know how hard it is because you start playing with certain words and the meaning of each of those words. So it's, uh, yeah, definitely. I love it. So we're going to switch to some fun facts about you so people get to know you a little bit better. So my first question is, who is the person you admire the most and why? The person that I admire the most and why would be my mother. She passed away. But my mother, she passed away in 2000. She was someone, my father was a hard worker. He is a hard worker. He's still living. And he provided for us, loved us, supported us, supported my mom. But my mom had this quiet spirit. And my mom loved people. Whether you were black, white, blue, or green, it didn't matter. She just loved people. She cared about people and she served people. And my mom was someone who saw the best in people. And my mom is someone who really I understood vision as I watched her own life. So vision, having a vision beyond what I can see, understanding she had a very difficult life. They were sharecroppers. They grew up very poor, very, very poor, even much, much poorer than, than, than we were. But she had a vision of what was possible for us. And in my opinion, that is a powerful thing because it can help you weather the storms that we face. If you don't have a vision, it can be very, very difficult when we're in tough times and we're all going to have them if we don't have them right now. Right. So it would be my mother. Beautiful. Beautiful. I love it. What is your favorite book since you love to read? There are so many. There are so many books that I, I enjoy. Uh, my favorite book right now would be Leader Fluence. Well said. Because <laughs> that is. <laughs> if you didn't mention that, I was going to be like, what? It is leader fluence. <laughs> Secrets of leadership essential to effectively leading yourself and positively influencing others. And it's my favorite because a lot of what I've read over the years, um, I've learned things that have helped me and equipped me to be able to write my own version of what it means to be a leader. Great. So it's leader fluence, clearly. Great. Is it Thanks out? for the question. Is, is it available? It is available through my website right now, Right Path Enterprises. You can get it there at the Leader Fluence tab. You order it, I deliver it. We did an author's release. And we'll make sure for those listening that we also have this information at the end. So what is your favorite city? My favorite city is Montreal. I, I enjoy Montreal. It's a very diverse city. Uh, you get a little bit of a French influence, having worked for Michelin and traveled overseas. Uh, I, I, I like I like just the culture there, but, but Montreal is a beautiful city. My wife and I've gone to the international festival of jazz there a few times and we just like the vibe. We just like Montreal. We travel to a lot of places in the States and around the world, but for whatever reason, for me, Montreal is one of those places that I can go back to again and again. It was just in the old city about three weeks ago. Nice. It is a, it is a melting pot. And I, and of course you can get your, your French fix there too, right? Yeah. So what is your favorite food? My favorite food is my wife's spaghetti. Yeah, when she cooks spaghetti, it, it's 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 one of those things that reeled me in when we got married many many years ago. But uh, it continues to be delicious. Nice. Okay. All right. See, over any restaurant, everything else, your wife's. I love that. That's great. <laughs> a way to a man's heart, right? <laughs> or a woman. My or husband woman. cooks, so I have to be. I have to be. Oh my gosh, this has been so fun, Mike. So how can listeners reach you? 
Yes, you, they can reach out to me. Would love to connect. They can reach out to me on all the social media platforms. I'm on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. You can also reach me at my websites, right path, R-I-G-H-T, pathenterprises.com or kellyfinancialplanning.com. Love to have a conversation and learn more about anyone who wants to reach out and their goals and dreams. Beautiful. Thank you so much. It's been really fun and certainly inspirational when we learn about people's backgrounds and their journey and, and where they are today. So thanks everyone for listening to It's Great Business. We will see you soon. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. Also, check us out on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. And visit us on the web at intracoastalmarketingstrategy.com.